0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead,
1: a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. It's my privilege on this episode to welcome in first year head coach for the men's tennis program, Jeff Young. Coach, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you very
0: much. I'm doing great. Just, uh really feels like fall out here, uh, with all the leaves coming down and a little bit of a chill, but, um, I welcome that. So it's, yeah, that's it's doing great, doing great.
1: It's a beautiful time of year and it's a perfect time for you guys with uh, the season kicking off, uh, this week, uh, we'll get into the season and your uh, future tenure at Purdue here just in a minute. Uh, before we jump into all of that, uh, since this is your first time on the podcast, I'd love for my listeners and viewers just to get a chance to know you some more. So kind of take us back or maybe where you're originally from grew up and then your, your playing career. And then, uh, your coaching career uh, leading up to West Lafayette?
0: Sure. <clears throat> well, I actually grew up uh, in a small town in Ohio, the exact same latitude as West Lafayette um, in a town called Marion, Ohio. And uh, not a lot of tennis going on there. So I had to drive to Columbus for most of my uh, young tennis days. Um, then I uh, went to play my college tennis at Northwestern. And after that, really was curious about uh, getting into coaching and the first job was uh, at Alabama for as an assistant coach for several years from there went to um University of Denver which was at the time in uh, 1999 just turning Division one so um was there for seven years and then uh, went to University of Minnesota for 15 years and um, during was kind of during COVID, then Minnesota, they canceled their program and actually just spent last year at UCF for one year uh, as an assistant coach. So that was kind of strange going back to being an assistant, hadn't hadn't been an assistant for quite some time for 22 years. So um, that was a little odd. Um, fortunately enough, this opportunity came about and really happy to be here.
1: That's awesome. Well, we're happy to have you and kind of get the program going back in the right direction here in uh, West Lafayette. So we're excited to have you. You've had a successful uh, coaching career so far. uh, And you mentioned the 20 plus seasons. Talk about just um, well, actually, before we jump into this question, uh, you know, you mentioned you played at Northwestern. You've coached at Minnesota. I believe uh, if I was reading your bio correctly, your wife's also from Minnesota and now your son plays at Michigan. So we got a you got a huge Midwest uh, Big Ten uh, poll here, don't you?
0: Yeah, I I do actually. Um that's that's very true. And um uh, I grew up in a small town in Ohio in the middle of Ohio, so you can imagine who I started rooting for in the Big 10.
1: Oh man. Well, we're so grateful to have you in West Lafayette and hope uh, this is the last uh the stop Big 10 stop in, in your coaching career. Uh, well, let's talk yes. about that. You've had a lot of success uh, so far in your career uh, in the 20 plus seasons. Talk about bringing that to Purdue and, and what was the pull to come to West Lafayette?
0: Yeah, well, the I, I always thought that uh, Purdue tennis program um, was a sleeping giant, uh, has great facilities, great school, and a great conference. And um, I always thought that uh, it that there was more to what the the teams were generally doing year in and year out and when this position became open uh combined with the fact that I was someone at the time who really was very hungry to felt like I was in my prime in my coaching career and really wanted another chance to see what I could do I thought it was a perfect marriage so um really believed that I've got the experience and and know what it takes to be successful at a school like here in a big time conference and with big time sports and in a, an a administration that's willing to support it and give it what it needs it, you know to to really break through if you will so that's what I'm really intend to do and realize it will take some time um, but uh, I have a great assistant coach here joining me that played for me at Minnesota and I'm optimistic that over the next few years, we can make some big strides forward.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. We're excited. And you, you, we joked a little bit about the Big Ten connections here a few minutes ago, but talk about how much that can benefit you. You're familiar with the conference. You're even familiar with uh, one of the opponents, or I guess Minnesota doesn't have the program anymore, but you're, you're familiar with the conference and the Big Ten, the Midwest, and, and some of these venues especially. Just talk about how much that's going to benefit you just to start.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think it hurts. I'm very comfortable in terms of there won't be much of a learning curve in, ter- in terms of you know the, the schedule of, of uh, the coach. I know the coaches. I know I know what it's like to play during the Big Ten season and the the colder weather in March and April around this area and the indoors outdoors aspect of it. Um, and certainly familiar with recruiting someone to the Midwest at a strong academic institution playing in this conference. I've been doing that for a long time as well. So, and with those things in mind, I, it definitely helps give me a a jump start. but still Purdue has its unique qualities as well. Even though you could say it's very similar in many aspects as other big 10 schools, it also has some unique qualities that will take me, continue to take me time to really get a beat on exactly what those are moving forward but as i learn more and more about that it'll let me be more effective with recruiting
1: that's awesome and one thing's for sure is Purdue's commitment to the athletics and the facilities and just the continued improvement they are doing out there especially under the the leadership of mike bobinski just doing a phenomenal job out there i'm sure that's that helps boost the program as well and and selling the program to recruits on on the facilities and the atmosphere Mm -hmm. at purdue
0: no doubt it absolutely does
1: well, let's talk about that task that lies ahead. You know, as you take over this program, just had a struggle for the last couple of years, and just talk about picking that program back up and getting some excitement, uh, uh back around the uh, back around the tennis program.
0: Yeah, sure. You know, it's about trying to create a new culture and <clears throat> redefine what it means to come to practice each day, and and what working hard really means, and what it can mean to this group of guys and just bringing back into focus while they're why they're here and their purpose for being a Purdue Boilermaker and that can sometimes get lost when adversity hits and when think times get tough but I'm going to make sure that to remind them week in and week out that look you know you have the opportunity here to represent a great institution an institution that's given you a lot already and is here to support you and in your efforts to represent this school to the best of your ability and just make sure that they they don't lose sight of that and that it's a pretty fantastic thing to be able to come here each day and work hard at the the sport that you love and you can just try and we'll just try and get better and better and learn and grow as much as we can and see how far that takes us this year yeah
1: and talk about those group of guys it's funny when you know I've done these sports podcast before and you, I pull up a roster and how long a roster is but this is certainly for any of the sports I've covered on the podcast the shortest roster I've seen so, so talk about your group of guys it looks like at least one from every uh, uh class uh just talk about the groups of guys the group of guys you have this year
0: sure yeah when I arrived I believe we had in July we had five guys and a starting lineup is six minimum so I was a, a little nervous at the get-go out of the gate but uh, we were able to get a transfer from Clemson, who will, he's in his sophomore year, and a freshman was uh, a, a freshman from Chicago area came as well. So now it puts us at seven, and we've added a walk on that puts us at eight. So now we're up to a reasonable number at least. So that part's good, um, and uh, yeah, the, the guys have been great, um, willing to go about things a little bit different way and seemingly willing to like try new things and and working they've been working pretty hard and and understand that the hit standard is going to be probably a little different in some areas that they're not used to and uh with that takes a lot of effort and some sweat <laughs> so um they've been pretty accepting about that it's been fun and very happy to have that
1: that's awesome, and, and a roster that features people from not only just all over the country, but from all over the world. It's funny when I, you know, I reached out to you at first to to mm-hmm. ask you to come on the podcast. You were actually in another country recruiting. Talk about the uniqueness of that. It's a little different than most sports, I think, at least in the college landscape. That you you go overseas to recruit as well. Talk about that.
0: Yes, <laughs> um, it's a very global sport, and nowhere else in the world uh, can you uh, study. And full time, and also practice and play your sport full time. So, um, with that opportunity, there's a lot of interest all over the world to come do this, and it's a very high level as well. So, um, it can you can still be on track to play tennis after college and come here, and you're not going to skip a beat because the competition is so good. Um, So. That is a, a reality of college tennis it's very international and i mean i would i would love six players from west La- lafayette to round <laughs> up my lineup with that but um to compete in the big 10 you're gonna have to look uh, other places
1: yeah and we'll, we'll get into the education aspect here in a few minutes because i do want to focus on that uh, with your history of uh academics but uh talk about how easy when you go you know to, to poland or italy or wherever you go maybe to to sell not only purdue tennis how. I would say easy it is to sell the university, Purdue, a global university that's known worldwide. Does that help in recruiting just to be able to say, Hey, this, you're going to get not only a chance to play division one tennis, but a chance to get a world-class education at Purdue.
0: Yeah, I think it, it helps most of the time uh, without a doubt. It's uh, and I've already noticed that from my previous schools, that it, that it, it really comes highly academically uh, regarded uh, globally. I mean, everyone seems to really recognize um, the reputation of Purdue and and everything that means. So that definitely helps. There are occasionally a, a few players that uh, young, you know how young guys are, sometimes they they're just all tennis and school is secondary. And, and for them, I guess, uh, maybe a strong academic institution could scare them, <laughs> uh, scares them a little bit. But those are not as many and it definitely by and large the most of the guys um, I'm recruiting are are attracted to the reputation academically that Purdue carries
1: that's awesome and let's uh, talk about how exciting this is the season starts uh, this week down in, in Louisville uh with the Ohio Valley regionals talk about how excited you and your team are ready to, to start this year
0: very excited um I intentionally scheduled uh the tournaments this fall on the back end of our fall season to give us a chance to really get to know each other the team and and learn learn and uh get as much reps as we can under our belt with with uh, some new coaches in place and uh yeah i'd say that both the coaches and the team are uh ready to stop practicing and start playing so we're really looking forward to that and uh, actually three out of the next four weekends we'll be competing so um, looking forward to watching them play which is a good sign
1: Yeah, that's really cool. And some people might not know this. I actually just kind of learned this too. Uh, Tennis isn't just like a fall season or just a spring season. It's an all-year commitment, isn't it?
0: It really is. Um, With it being an indoor and outdoor sport, um, it really is an all-year-round thing. And, uh, yeah, I like it like that. It's, (laughs) uh, it's, uh, It's nice, and we're fortunate to have a nice indoor facility here to play in as well.
1: Yeah, that's fabulous. I would love that, too. Just to get to do the sport you're there for, uh, playing that all year around, that'd be awesome. Uh, let's talk about kind of goals and expectations for your first season as you kind of are trying to set the tone at Purdue and, and learn your players as well, especially. And what what kind of goals or expectations maybe have you talked about with your team or are you guys just taking it a day at a time?
0: Yeah, you know, Adam, for this year, the the goals are, are going to be really process-oriented and uh, making sure that... You know, recognizing that every match that we play, we have an opportunity to go out and give our absolute best effort and make sure that we learn from it the best we can and to let us make be stronger for the next one. And that sounds really simple when I say it, but it's not an easy thing to do when, I mean, tennis is a pretty grueling sport. And when you're fighting as hard as you can fight and you're digging deep and you're running hard and you're, I mean, and things don't go your way you know sometimes you reach that point in the match where you feel like your best effort won't be good enough to win Mm -hmm. and what you do once you realize that and how you start to compete even after you realize have that realization that's a that's a tough thing to do and we're going to learn how to do that and it's going to make us stronger so I mean this is kind of the message that I'm Trying to instill in the guys, and and the other piece of it is that tennis is an individual sport. <clears throat> A lot of coaches out there, uh, you know, kind of kind of coach it as an individual sport in terms of even when they're playing matches and competing, um, they just let each court kind of do their own thing. And, um, and 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 maybe that's right for some, co- you know, maybe that's right. Maybe that's the best way to do it. I'm not going to say it's not. But for me, I'm trying to teach these guys. How to, what it means to compete as a team what it means to practice together as a team and how if we give to our teammates and support one another encourage one another how even though it's an individual sport how that can all help us improve mm-hmm. so that's a tough thing to do because most of these players they've been their whole life you can be selfish and be rewarded for it because of the nature of it so mm-hmm changing that is is a tricky thing but um that's one of the biggest goals for me personally to to instill that in the team this year
1: no oh, that's really great stuff coach i love that and uh, we as we're kind of wrapping up here a little bit I, the other thing i, I touched about a, a few minutes ago but i want to bring it back up because i think it's so important you just your success as not only a coach on the court but uh kids in the classroom and i know that's something that's really important to you uh, as far as kids succeeding in the classroom i i, I You can correct me if I'm wrong, but some of these stats with the, you know, 61 scholarship athletes and uh, 17 All-Americans, maybe even more than that. But uh, just talk about that, why that's important for you as a head coach to see them uh, successful in the classroom as well. Yeah, what's important
0: to me is that they understand that they're here to learn and grow on the court, off the court, and that they have a really good attitude and, want to give their best effort so that they can learn as much as they can and develop themselves as people so that when they leave Purdue or whatever school that they um, they're ready to go attack life and have the skills and tools necessary to be successful and I think a byproduct of that is that they're gonna be motivated to to do well in school so um, that's really my message to them is you know look this is this program's about excellence in all facets of your life for, for you to develop as a person not just as a tennis player and um with that with that ingrained into the type of coach culture, culture we have in this program i'd like to think that the grades will be there more often than
1: not they probably will that's awesome that's great uh coaches are kind of wrapping up anything else that you want to add
0: Oh, just uh, how excited I am and uh, to be here, and and uh, optimistic I am about the future, and really appreciative that there's a great administration here that really wants to support all of its sports and and give all of their student athletes and and coaches the the opportunity to be as successful as they want to be, and and that's just very motivating and refreshing to be that's here.
1: That's great. And talk about I I meant to ask this a few minutes ago. The Schwartz Center is you know, for, you know, students or fans or family, is that a facility that lends itself to, to stands and fans? I, I apologize. I'm not familiar with the facility. That's okay. Yeah, myself, yeah so. certainly.
0: Yeah, it sure is. It has great viewing and um, the, good tennis and it's the price is right. So <laughs> it's a, it's a great place to come uh,
1: uh, and
0: it's open to the public if, if to, uh, to play as well. So yeah, I'd encourage everyone to come out and, and watch our matches.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this episode, especially up in the West Lafayette area, students, especially get over there and support this uh, tennis program and uh, Coach Young and his team. And we just look forward to uh, the success in the future for the program, Coach.
0: Thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate you having me on.
1: Thank you uh, for joining. I appreciate you joining the Full Steam Head of Podcast. You bet. Spoiler up. Boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod, and you can find the full video interviews on the Fox 59 and CBS 4 website. You can also listen to subscribe, like, and or comment on the podcasts on all the major podcast platforms, including now on Amazon Podcasts as well. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.